Howdy, 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 and welcome to episode three of the Red Dirt Aggie Show. We've got a great episode ahead of us tonight as we recap and celebrate the wild Southwest Classic that we saw last week, as well as we get ready for a huge game this Saturday against Mississippi State. We'll also take a little look at some Texas music at the end, near the end of the podcast and get into some cool ideas and things to look forward to coming up on the show in the future. But before we get too much further into tonight's show, a quick word from our sponsor, Heritage Pools from Magnolia, Texas. For all your swimming pool needs in the greater Houston, Texas area, whether you need a new pool, repairs, remodels, regular service, or inspections, Heritage Pools does it all. So give them a call today at 281-896-5061. And again, a special thanks to them for donating to us some recording and podcasting equipment. Still working on getting that set up and getting a studio built. And uh, we'll talk more about that later on in the, uh, in the show tonight as well. But we got a great one ahead of us, so thanks for tuning in. Alrighty, so let's get into our recap of the Southwest Classic from last week. So it certainly was just as crazy of a game as we predicted last week. There always seems to be craziness in this one every year just about I just want to go out and say I think I did a pretty great job with my prediction uh I said 24-21 Ags last week and we won 23-21 to so glad to see us winning didn't really care if I was right on my prediction just wanted to get the win but pretty cool that I that I was that close so let's let's go ahead and dive into some key storylines and talking points from last week's game First of all, I think a huge, huge thing was uh, the play of Max Johnson. Uh, another week with no turnovers for, I believe, for all of Aggie football. I don't think anyone else had any turnovers either. Uh, Max Johnson, he did have a an issue with one of the snaps. I believe it was a low snap. It wasn't his fault. But he even was able to pick up the ball and throw it away. That's just a sign of his his leadership and his ability to – stay calm under pressure when those mistakes start to happen, right? So that's what you need from the quarterback position. And uh, I think Jimbo made the right decision in making the change to Max Johnson. I think we need a veteran back there right now with this team. And it's proven successful the past two weeks. We've gotten two wins with uh, Max at the helm, and we'll be looking for our third win in a row this week. So hopefully we can get there. But uh, Max Johnson was 11 for 21 with 151 passing yards and a touchdown, paired with 13 rushes for 39 yards. Again, not startling numbers, but it was consistent, it was efficient, and it was clean. That's all you need when your defense does what it has to do. The run game's efficient. Defense even forced some turnovers, especially crazy one that we're going to talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what you need is good, clean ball, and that's what Max Johnson brings to the table. Now, 
the run game uh, was was nuts in that one for us, though. Devon Achen, my goodness. We tweeted this out earlier from our Twitter account, which, by the way, is at TRD Aggie Show, which stands for the Red Dirt Aggie Show, right? So at TRD Aggie Show, if you don't follow us on there yet. I feel Devon A-Chain is not talked about enough around the country by non-Aggies. This guy is one of the best kick returners in the country. And then last week you got him putting up 19 carries for 159 yards, averaging 8.4 yards per carry. And, of course, he had a touchdown added on to that as well. Just a monster game for A-Chain as he continues to dominate. He's a guy who you have to get the ball in his hands as much as possible now, um, especially now that we lost Anaya Smith. Another talking point I want to talk on today, that was huge. Anaya's going down late in the game last week. Um, it has been confirmed he's uh, that he underwent surgery. It was a pretty big deal, and he's expected to miss the rest of the season. His leadership will still be there. I'm sure he's still going to be on the sideline. He's still going to be with the team. He's still going to be coaching him up, being a leader. But it hurts big time to not have him out there. He was our leading receiver. Um, he was a leader on and off the field, right, in that locker room. He uh, was even quoted as saying after that App State loss that not everyone had bought in, right? He was the leader that was trying to get everyone to buy in and believe and so I hope we finish out the rest of the season strong for Anais. Uh He's a senior. He could have left last year, but he came back for another year because he wanted to be here for this this year with this team. And uh, that means that means a lot to all the guys, I'm sure. So I'm sure they want to win for him. Um, but hopefully he can rehab. He'll be all right, and he can get ready for the draft by the time that rolls around. So other things of note. From the game, the Southwest Classic. Ags were down two scores early on in the game. We stayed calm, though. We didn't uh, We didn't panic, even though things weren't working out. And then all of a sudden, right uh, close to before halftime, K.J. Jefferson try, goes to try to dive into the end zone from way too far out, thinking he's Cam Newton or something, his idol. <laughs> uh, he has a crazy dropped ball on the dive, and it's recovered in the air. It was nuts. It's recovered in the air. Chappelle gets it. He's he's running down the sideline. All of a sudden, it looks like he's going to get tackled. Turns and hands it off to Damani Richardson. If you haven't seen the highlight, or you didn't see it live, or the highlight or anything, go look it up because it was nuts. Um, if you've ever seen the old, the old um, highlight of where Ed Reed was returning the ball against uh, – against Boston College back in the day where they hand it off in the middle and the other one returns it. It was it was that, uh, but modern times, right? It was pretty awesome. Uh, the real turning point in the game, too. I mean, uh, we're about to go into the half down big if that doesn't happen. Uh, then now here, the end of the game, of course, another crazy thing happened then. So you had what is being dubbed the oink doink. Um, ball goes and hits the uh, the top of the upright 
As the Arkansas kicker's trying to kick it to take a late lead, it hits the top of the upright, but because it fell out of the goalposts onto the field, it's no good. If it hits the top of that upright and somehow falls in, then it's good. If it goes over the top of the upright, then I think it's like a video review and they have to determine if it's more to the left or more to the right, or it might even be good. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure on that. But because it hit the top of the upright and fell onto the field, um, players were on both sides were a little confused at first. They're like, we don't even know if we're supposed to celebrate. We don't know if we're supposed to be upset. <laughs> Is this good or not? Then you see the ref making the no good symbol and all the players start going nuts. I remember sitting there going, Is it good? Is it not good? Watch it on TV. But um just a nothing less than expected for something that crazy to happen near the end of the game. Then of course Aggies get the ball back, eat up the clock, and we get out of there with a the dub. But um all around great game, a lot of fun to watch. Um, it is every year, uh, except last year <laughs> lately. Um, so defensive backs, uh, we got to have some of the best in the country, right? We held KJ Jefferson, the 171 passing yards, and he's been playing just as well as anyone lately. So that was pretty solid. Um, and of course that interception return was nuts that they somehow pulled off, uh, with the handoff and everything. But, uh, I think also defensively, we did a good job containing Rocket Sanders. He only had 68 rushing yards, longest run, only 12 yards. He's such an explosive player. Um, he now uh, he still leads the SEC in rushing yards, but he's only ahead of A-Chain by one yard now. So um, everyone talks about Rocket Sanders, but we're still not hearing a lot about A-Chain, but that could change real soon. Um, if it – so it was a close it was a close game and ultimately we made fewer mistakes, which allowed us to win. Arkansas is a solid team. They should be proud of the way they played. Uh if they'd have cleaned up their mistakes, maybe they'd have came out on top, but they didn't. We played a better game and we won. And uh it is what it is. I think it's gonna be a fun one for them this week in Fayetteville against Bama, though. They very well might uh pull off the upset, similar to how we did last year when they came to our house. Uh, Fayetteville gets up for big games. The, I don't know if you saw, if anyone watched last year when they played Texas. Uh, that was a huge game for them, and uh, they dominated. Their crowd showed up early. They were loud. They were ready. And um, Arkansas will be ready for Bama. Also, for those of you wondering, uh, if you listened last week, you heard my good buddy Tyler from Fayetteville we had him on well uh he he was a little too busy to be on tonight um he claims it's because of schoolwork but we know the real reason is uh he don't want to show his face on this podcast again uh after we we stomped him last week right but uh for those of you wondering i sent tyler a little gift he asked for a shirt from the game and unfortunately i was unable to make it a little under the weather so i got him a uh an Arkansas sucks shirt and uh, mailed it to him all the way to Arkansas. So college rivalries, man, you absolutely have to love it. Before we go on to our preview of this week's matchup against Mississippi state, I just wanted to take some time and talk about a few new ideas. I've been brainstorming, lately for the Red Dirt Aggie Show. So that first idea I have, I I feel, is certainly an important one. 
Um, given the fact that we have red dirt in our name. So I know the show has been a little light on Texas and red dirt music news and recommendations lately. And that's supposed to be an element of our show. So I'm thinking about doing weekly or maybe bi-weekly Texas music Tuesday episodes where we focus only on red dirt music and Texas music, all that great stuff. Okay, the episodes will be a little shorter, but they'll be packed with information surrounding the latest news, the latest releases, and rumors in the Red Dare Music scene. This will help us grow as a show and make our show more entertaining for the Red Dirt fans out there who may not be as fond of the Aggies or that don't follow the sports as much so that we can have fans that like music, fans that like the Aggies, Fans like music and the Aggies, right? We want to include as many people as we can in our show. So don't worry, though. The Thursday episodes aren't going anywhere. Those will be there all the time, no matter what. We're always going to be talking sports. We're always going to talk Texas music. It's just that the Tuesday ones will be only about music since the Thursday episodes tend to be dominated by sports, particularly right now. With football season going on, there's just a lot to talk about. Um, But yes, that's all on that. Another idea that I have for the future, though, is once I have a little more time and I get my dedicated recording space set up with the lovely equipment that Heritage Pools donated to us, um, I would love to add a video element to the podcast to upload to YouTube and perhaps other places. I think the audio releases, no, I know the audio releases are still going to be released to Spotify as well. But having that video element would also allow for a more personal interaction in connection with our viewers for those who want to watch. And then for those who just want to listen, we still have our podcasts on Spotify and we maintain those current options as well. Just, Expansion and growth, always got to be thinking about it. And that's what I have planned for the podcast coming up. But let me know what y'all think, the listeners. Shoot me an email at reddirtaggyshow at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at trdaggyshow. Like us on Facebook, Instagram. Share the links to the podcast episode everywhere you can so that we can just keep growing this thing and bring in great information on Aggie sports and Texas music to everyone. Thanks for all that you're doing. Thanks for listening right now. And yeah, thanks a lot. All righty, Ags. It's time to beat the hell out of Mississippi State. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I am 100% ready for revenge against that pirate over there, Mr. Mike Leach. I was at that game last year when they beat us in Kyle Field. That game made me so mad. It just broke my spirit, kind of broke everyone's spirit in the stadium. Had us really down for the rest of the season, uh, feeling like, you know, What's going on? Is it always going to be like this? Then then next week, 
we got up and um, whipped Bama so at home. And it's just – you just never know in this sport any given Saturday. you got to be ready. Uh, we learned that with App State. you got to be ready. Um, but, yeah, but on that note, though, I'm ready for revenge. Uh, Ags are going to be ready this weekend. Uh, so this year we head out to Starkville for the first true road game of the season. Big test for the saggy secondary for these corners uh, and DBs as they've been playing. They've been playing great lately, but they'll be up against that uh, Mississippi State air, uh, Mike Leach's air raid offense where they're throwing the ball a whole lot. So great defense going up against a great offense always makes for an exciting game. Key players to watch over on Mississippi State, Mr. Will Rogers. With he's a hundred and forty for hundred eighty nine, with one thousand three hundred and eighty six passing yards, sixteen touchdowns, and only three interceptions. Some of those numbers are a little inflated, right? Because they don't run the ball a whole lot, but um, still, still absolutely nuts. Um, but yeah, their leading rushers only carried the ball thirty six times, whereas ours, Devon Achane, has carried it sixty five times. But um. So, right, so all those uh, plays that aren't runs are going to be passes for them. So they're going to have a lot more passing attempts to inflate those numbers. But those are still really good numbers, right? You still got to complete the passes. You still got to. So those numbers do not lie on his talent. He is a good quarterback. He can run, too. Um, He's athletic. He's he's got that as an element of his game as well. So we got to be ready for that. Their leading receiver, Caleb Ducking, he's got 21 receptions, 281 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, so just another another thing to look out for there. Now, um, also be on the lookout for the air raid offense. Like I said, they throw the ball a lot. It's a really unique scheme in that it emphasizes speed and athleticism. They're going to be running hurry-up offense almost the whole game, going real quick, trying to wear out our defense and catch us off guard uh, with one of their unique formations or schemes and then going you know, to be trying to burn us down the field for the big play or going east and west and just when we drop back. So got to be ready for that. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they've been – Practicing hard all week to be ready for that, conditioning themselves. Um, but once again, as I do every week, I'll give you the Aggies' keys to victory. And they remain uh, close to the same as they have been the past couple weeks. Um, key point number one, do not turn the ball over. Uh, fundamentals are key. Can't have, turnover, can't have too many turnovers and win ball games. So do not turn the ball over. Key point number two, play smart football. Avoid targeting penalties, personal fouls, mental mistakes, false starts. Uh, anything that can be avoided by keeping your emotions in check and paying attention to the, what's going on, avoid it. Jimbo, as a coach, uh, calling timeouts at the right time, uh, making sure he's got his personnel out there, managing the game, which is what he's supposed to do as a head coach, right? He's been doing well with that this year but in seasons past we've seen issues with that so um just something to keep an eye on 
as much as I love Jimbo, he, he does struggle with that sometimes. Um, point number three, don't let Mississippi State control the pace of the game. Now, what I mean by that is don't try to match their pace because they're going to be going quick the whole time. If it's working for them or if it's not working for them, don't you don't have to match their pace when you have the ball. So sustain drives. And when you are out there as an offense sustaining drives, that's going to rest our defense. And it's going to wear their defense out. Because they run uh, – because of the fact that they run that up that up-tempo offense, we need our defense to be resting some on the sideline while our offense is out there. Um, so they can so they can play well against that. And that'll be your keys to victory for the Aggies. Now ESPN has Mississippi State favored by four points, and their whole football power index or whatever you want to call it gives them a 68.7% chance to win on Saturday. But guess what? The Aggies are going to prove them wrong. Final score prediction, Aggies 27, Mississippi State 21. Beat the hell out of Mississippi State. It's going down in Starkville Saturday afternoon. All righty. And lastly, here on the Red Dirt Aggie Show, as always, we'll close with our segment on Red Dirt Music and Texas Music. So I want to start off by giving a huge shout-out to Parker McCollum, the uh, the limestone kid, as they call him. Uh, it was announced today that he will be opening Rodeo Houston next year in, uh, at the end of February, I believe it is, February 28th. Uh, ticket sales for that show go on soon, go on sale very soon, early next month. So you can check uh, his page for that information. And I believe I retweeted it on my Twitter page as well for the show. But Parker McCollum, I uh, I love his music. Um, I introduce everyone I can to his music, so I feel it's fair that I definitely give him a huge uh, shout-out on this show. If you haven't heard of Parker McCollum by now, which I'm sure a lot of you have, living here in the state of Texas, if you're into country or red dirt music, which I'm sure a lot of you are, if you listen to this podcast, um, he, he does great things and he does it his way. He writes just about all of his own songs. Still, he recently signed a record deal in Nashville, um, which, you know, is sometimes frowned upon in the, from those people in the Texas music industry, but he, he's, he did it his way. Uh, he followed the path that people before him have to success, uh, grinding it out, playing in uh, small venues uh, in Austin, College Station, all across all across the state of Texas. Um, I remember seeing him play at Hurricane Harry's in College Station. I think it was back in 2015 or 2016. Uh, his only album out at the time was well he had you know his first ep which just had a couple songs on it and then his only album out at the time was uh the limestone kid which had the song meet you in the middle which that's that's a great uh song that you need to know if you're gonna be a fan of parker 
um, an awesome song. But that was his first big hit uh, that kind of put him on the map. But anyway, that was his only song that was really somewhat known. And I saw him open for Josh Abbott Band at Hurricane Harry's. Um, maybe a couple hundred people were there for him. And then, you know, everyone was showing up later for Josh Abbott Band. Uh, and not even a couple hundred people there for him. Maybe a couple hundred people were at Harry's at the time that he was playing. Because, you know, he played earlier in the night. And then people are slowly starting to trickle in as uh, you get closer to Josh Abbott Band. But I just can't believe I, I've been with Parker from the beginning. Uh, I've seen him grow and grow and grow. I, I don't even know if he would be able to go back and play Hurricane Harry's again. He sold it out the last time he played there. It was near it was near the end of COVID and um things were getting started back up again. And he he sold the whole dang place out. Um all people were on both dance floors. If you all you Aggies, if you've ever been over to Hurricane Harry's, you know, it has two dance floors. Well, people were jammed in there every which way, which, you know, people were a little nervous because we're still getting over our COVID fears at that time and just a lot of people in one place. But um, it was it was a sight to see. And, I mean, now, now he's headlining, you know, crowds of 50,000 people and stuff. It's just nuts. I mean, playing at the rodeo, playing – uh Dos Equis Pavilion up in Dallas. I've seen him play there too. But I'm a huge, huge fan. Um check him out on Spotify or wherever you get your music. Um you get your podcast here though, most likely, right? That's where you're listening to me. So go ahead and look him up too. Uh he's from down the road from me. I'm I'm here in Magnolia, but Parker's from Conroe originally. And uh, he came back and played the Woodlands last year, and they uh, they gave him a key to the city of Conroe. <laughs> so they're they're proud of him uh, down here. But he's he's Mister Big Time, but he hadn't really sold out. You know, he's still the same the same kind of guy, and I think that's what's so cool about a lot of these uh, a lot of these musicians that come up on the Texas music scene. They know they know how hard it is. And they don't want to give up the, the freedom they have. So any decisions they make, they're not going to be ones to sell out because uh, they know how hard it was to get to that point. And they are proud of what they've been doing on their own. So Parker McCollum, check him out if you haven't. Uh, Gold Chain Cowboy is his most recent album out. He announced uh, today also that a new album will be coming sometime next year. Uh, his latest single that's out right now is Handle on You, and that's one of our songs of the week. Uh, the other song of the week is by an Aggie. His name is Rich O'Toole. Uh, he's a great Twitter follow, too. Uh, he, even if you don't end up being a fan of his music, which I'm sure you will be, it's great. But if you're not a fan of his music, You'll definitely get a kick out of his Twitter. It's it's always entertaining. He talks about everything from tacos to beans and chili to um, A&M to just <laughs> all sorts of goofy stuff. But he's, uh, he's a, he seems like a great guy, um, great musician, 
but his song will be God and George Strait. God and George Strait is the name of his song. And then Parker McCollum's song, Handle on You. That's our two songs of the week. They'll be uh, they'll be pinned to the Twitter page all week. Just like uh, this past week, we had um, we had Co Wetzel's song Cabo, and we had August Mann's song Dad. Um, but they'll be changing over to these two songs. So I hope you'll look up Parker McCollum. I hope you'll check him out. Uh, I could talk. I could do a whole episode just on Parker. And I mean, that's why I want to do these Texas Music Tuesday episodes. I think it's going to be really great to give us some more time to talk about these great artists. But for now, this is going to conclude this episode. I want to thank all of you so much for your outpouring of support. Um, Continue listening, continue sharing the podcast, spreading the word. Sending the link to your friends, email it to them, text it to them, DM it to them, share it on your social media pages. I don't care how you get it out there. Get it out there for me, please. I'm doing all I can to. Um, so excited for what the future holds for the podcast. Beat the hell out of Mississippi State. Jam some Texas music this week. Uh, get fired up. Let's have a great, great weekend. Beat the hell out of Mississippi State. Giga Mags. See you next time.